Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our website, you can go to our Boomers General Store, find all things Baby Boomers, visit our YouTube channel where you can listen to our podcasts and watch our video casts. And there are links to different places you can hear our podcasts, including Spotify. Our unusual facts this week is about alligators and crocodiles. An alligator is dark colored with a broad round snout. Crocodiles are a grayish green color with a narrow tapered snout. Alligators usually hang out around fresh water. Crocodiles like coastal brackish saltwater habitats. The largest alligator ever recorded was 14 feet 9 inches long. The largest crocodile ever recorded was 20 feet 2 inches long. So crocs are a little bit bigger than alligators. But the main most important difference is alligators see you later. Crocodiles are after a while. Our song of the week is You Ain't Going Nowhere, written by Bob Dylan in 1967 in the town of Woodstock, New York. In 1968, the Birds released this song on their Sweetheart of the Rodeo album. There has been controversy about the lyrics because Dylan kept changing the lyrics and when the Birds finally recorded it, they mistakenly sang one line, pack up your money, pick up your tent. And Dylan had it, pick up your money and pack up your tent. But Dylan changed many of the lyrics through time. My most familiar rendition is the Birds rendition, so pack up your money and pick up your tent. Besides Dylan and the Birds recording it, Bob Dylan recorded it with the band, Others to cover this great song, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Joan Baez, Earl Scruggs, The Old Crow Medicine Show, and others. Get your mind off winter time. You ain't going nowhere. When I learned to swim, probably about six or seven years old, my mom would take me up the road 10 miles to the town that was the county seat and it had an indoor swimming pool and the water is naturally heated. It was sulfur water, hot springs water. It was so dark in that old indoor swimming pool. You went underwater, you couldn't see a thing. It was like black, black water. You could even imagine. But I learned to swim there us and a whole bunch of little kids, probably about any kid that was born in the later 40s up to about 1960, probably learned to swim up there in the hot springs 10 miles from my little hometown. When I was probably about five, six, seven years old, I remember going to a football game, the high school football game there in my little hometown. That little town up in the north central Colorado Rocky Mountains. That little town that was 8,000 feet above sea level. 
And I don't remember who took me. And I don't remember if I went with my Aunt Connie. Connie's five months younger than me. We palled around a lot. She doesn't remember this, but I do. I remember it crystal clear. Well, where we went was behind this motor lodge out in this kind of hay meadow, but it was a football field. The reason I call it a hay meadow is when I became a high school football player, that was our practice field. Down there, we'd have to go down the hill from the school and play in this old hay meadow full of gopher holes and rock here or there, whatever. But it was the football game down there. And it was not a pickup game. There were referees and people watching in the stands and all that stuff. My Uncle Dick played in that game. And that's how I ended up at that game. Well, that had to be like 1955, 1956, 1957, sometime in there. That motor lodge that was sitting on the highway that sat just to the south of the football field was called the El Monte. It was a big building, and I didn't know much about it. We never went there when I was a kid or anything. It was built in 1949. Around 1953, there was a guest ranch outside of town. It was one of those four-star ranches that was fancier than fancy, and rich people seemed to frequent it. Well, they had such a demand on that ranch that they had to have the overflow and the employees stay somewhere. So the U Ranch purchased the El Monte. They weren't the only principal owners. There was a corporation full of investors that purchased that, but it was spearheaded by the owners, Dick and Katie. That was well and fine, but about 1958, possibly 1959, my information tells me it was 1958, they started construction on a wing of that. It was to the north little and to the west, a big wing, of a two-story job that were lodge rooms, outdoor balconies, and a swimming pool. The El Monte became the nicest place to stay between Denver and Craig, Colorado, which was out in western Colorado. My little town was maybe halfway between the two. Not quite, but halfway, let's call it halfway, between Denver and Craig. And it was the finest place to stay on that U.S. highway. I got most of my information from my good friend Tim's mother, Glenda. She was very, very helpful with this. You know how hard it is to find the history on a certain business? Now you can always find history on the land, on the people, on the natural habitat and the towns. But to find the history on a store or a motor lodge or a restaurant in a small mountain town is almost impossible. I'm very fortunate that I knew Glenda well enough to have a nice visit with her and learn some of this history on this great place. After the remodel was done uh, with the addition of the pool and the wing of rooms, Glenda and her husband, Maury, became the managers of it and were the managers for several years. The El Monte became a shining star on the old Victory Highway. They had dinners for governors and senators, 
and congressmen and people of some great importance. But also people had their wedding receptions and there were dances and there were important civic meetings and chamber of commerce meetings. And it was really the hub and the pulse of the community right there at the El Monte. In 1952, when the El Monte was only three years old, there was a movie that was shot up in my little home county called On Dangerous Ground. It was starring Ward Bond and Robert Ryan, and everybody in the film crew and the cast stayed at the El Monte. But they also used people from around the community as extras and whatever. We had people from the Horn Ranch was in the movie. We had Francis and Jay from the Trading Post. Jay played the part of a little kid in one scene. We had Louie. He may have been the most famous character that came out of the Lake Town in many, many years. We had Eddie from the ranch up by where my donkey Jenny would run away to when I was a little kid. We had my friend Keith's dad. Both Eddie and Clint played parts in the posse. Well, that's the way the El Monte went. Everybody wanted to stay there. It was quite the place. A wonderful restaurant, first-class rooms in the lodge, places where large groups could gather, and places where you could have dances and receptions. In 1960, it did sell. There was a controversy in the corporation, and they did sell. Years later, something happened, and it went on to foreclosure in 1977, and there was a sale for it on the courthouse steps. My rehearsal dinner for our wedding was there at the El Monte in 1977. Finally, in 2006, it was sold by the local electric utility company and they let the fire department practice large structural fires on the building. I found a picture of it burning down and fire department practicing. It's no longer there anymore. It used to set just west of town. As you were leaving town, you dipped down the hill and there on the north side of the highway was a big, big sign saying El Monte Motor Lodge, proud as could be with this big sprawling place with beautiful grounds, a wonderful swimming pool. It was the first outdoor swimming pool that I knew of in the county. We finally escaped that old hot springs indoor pool and got to hang out at the swimming pool. My friend John was a lifeguard there for several years, I do believe, probably while he was in high school. One time I lost five bucks there. It was right about twilight, just almost dark. And my cousin Ray and I were hanging around over by the pool. Nobody was swimming. It chills down at night there in the Colorado mountains. All of a sudden Ray looked at me and said, Bet you five dollars I won't dive in that pool with all my clothes on. Of course I thought he was crazy, so I bet him. And he got on the diving board, shoes, jacket, pants and shirt. He was fully dressed. Did a nice swan drive right into the water and I lost five bucks. We had to walk home in about 35, 40 degree temperatures. He is five dollars richer. My cousin Ray was just a little crazy, but he is actually very fun to hang out with. 
as things had changed, restaurant usually stayed pretty consistent and had pretty good food. I was president of an organization that we met once a month there. They always treated us very well, fed us very well. We had all the room we needed. If we'd have more reservations than what the meeting rooms could handle, they would actually close the restaurant and open up the restaurant for us. They always accommodated us. I know of a lot of people that work there, either in the restaurant itself or in the hotel part. It was definitely a vital part of the community there in my little hometown. I was shocked to find out that it's no longer there. In fact, I had to check it out just a little. Then I ran across a picture of the fire department practicing. Now, the electric utility company, they needed it to expand their operations, and the old hotel just wouldn't have done them any good. It's really sad to me that we don't fix things up and preserve them. Instead, we burn them down or doze them. And that's not against the electric company at all. It's just the way things go. Today, I live outside of Kansas City, and Kansas City has a beautiful baseball stadium. And yet, there's a movement now to doze that place and build a new stadium downtown Kansas City. I don't understand it. I really don't, unless the place is in such disrepair that it basically couldn't be fixed. Why knock it down? Why not preserve it so that I could take my grandchildren somewhere and say, I was swimming here when I was a kid. My cousin Ray jumped off that diving board. J and D treated me very well when we went into that restaurant and had meetings. It's because of Maury and Glenda that I can even tell you this, grandson. Always be kind. Doesn't matter what others do. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. It was amazing to see all of the town's folks gathered around the swimming pool in swimming trunks and bathing suits. All of your friends and all of your friends' parents. I can't say it was a sight for sore eyes, but I'm sure it made my eyes sore. It was kind of like a country club. We had to pay to belong, and we weren't over there smelling like sulfur anymore.